Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Microsoft's earnings. So let's get started. Microsoft reported earnings today, January 29th, 2020. And after hours, it's looking pretty strong for Microsoft. Right now, it's up about 4.1%, about $7 up, ending at $175 flat. So let's take a look at how earnings ended up doing. The first thing we want to take a look at is Microsoft did beat earnings $1.51, beat by $0.19. Cents. They also did revenue of $36.9 billion, which was a 13.6% growth compared to the same time last year. And it was a beat by $1.2 billion. That is a huge beat. And I can see why the shares are up after hours. Microsoft also gave us guidance for the next quarter, quarter three, and they expect to be $34.1 billion to $34.9 billion in revenue, which matches what is expected. And let's take a look at what quarter three was last year for this company. Quarter three last year was $30.5 billion. So from 30.5, they expect up to 34. So that's about a 10% growth year over year um, when we're taking a look at future quarters. For the year, for the full physical year of 2020, Microsoft sees double digit revenue growth. That's pretty impressive that these big companies, the last company I just did was Facebook. All these companies, even though they're such big companies, they still are experienced huge amount of growth of revenue year after year. For, 20, for the quarter three, they also break down what type of revenue they expect for all sectors. Microsoft, like we'll see, has three main sectors. The first sector is productivity and business process. The second sector is intelligent cloud. And the third sector is more personal computing. And they gave us guidance between these, but I don't think I'm going to mention them. Uh, the only thing that we that I'm going to mention is that all the numbers that they expect for their guidance meet what is expected by analysis. So they're all matching up together. They're all in line, which is good news because most of the time these companies give a little bit more conservative on their expected revenue. So we might be seeing a beat again in quarter three of 2020. The final thing I'm going to take a look at is Microsoft's forward PE ratio with the current price for June 2021, this company is expected to make $6.04 on earnings per share. And that would give this company right now with 175 uh, stock price uh, uh, a forward P.E. ratio of almost 29. For tech companies, me personally, it's different for every investor. For me, that personally, I don't like buying a forward P.E. ratio any higher than 25. And if I do go over 25 forward P.E. ratio, I usually tend to buy a smaller position than I normally do. All right, so now that we see all the information, let's take a look at the, uh, at the spreadsheet that Microsoft gave to us. All right, so right now we're taking a look at the press release information that Microsoft gave us for their second quarter results. Revenue was $36.9 billion, an increase of 14% compared to the same time last year. Operating income was $13.9 billion, an increase of 35%. Net income was $11.6 billion, an increase of 38%. Diluted earnings per share were $1.51, an increase of 40% compared to the same time last year. So it's pretty impressive to see this amount of growth coming from such a big company. 14% revenue growth year after year is definitely no, no laughing matter, especially for a company this big. So this is good to see. 
Microsoft returned $8.5 billion to shareholders in form of either share purchase or in dividends in the second quarter of fiscal, fiscal year 2020. All right, guys, so remember how I mentioned earlier in the video that there are three types of revenue sector for this company. The first one is revenue in productivity and business process. This was $11.8 billion and an increase of 17%. And for the increase happened for the main reason. Office commercial products and cloud service revenue went up 16%. And this was driven by Office 365 commercial revenue growth of 27%. Office consumer products and cloud services revenue were up 19%. And again, with continued growth in Office 365 consumer subscribers to 37.2% million dollars linkedin revenue also increased by 24 percent we also saw growth in the dynamic products and cloud service revenue increased by 12 percent so other products in the productivity and business process had revenue increase year over year and obviously that is a great thing we're seeing growth in all part of that sectors the next thing is revenue in cloud in intelligent cloud and that was 11.9 billion dollars an increase of 27 percent and again here we were divided by two major segments, server products and cloud service revenue increased by 30%. Azure revenue growth of 62%. That is ridiculous. Azure is definitely killing the game right now. Enterprise revenue increased by 6%. So again, this is the second segment of revenue that they're seeing a full increase in all type on all of their products. The final type of, of revenue they collect is more personal computing. So this is their laptops, their Xbox, um, and OEM platforms. So Windows OEM revenue increased 18%. Again, another growth. Windows commercial products and cloud services increased by 25%. Surface revenue increased by 6%. That's actually pretty impressive. I, I, I did not know that they're... I know their Surface, Surface Pros are, are doing pretty good. Um, I see them all over Best Buy, but I didn't know 6% growth is a decent, a decent growth. Search advertising revenue, excluding traffic acquisition costs, increased 6%. So the only thing in Microsoft's catalog that decreased in revenue was Xbox content and service revenue, which decreased by 11%. But this makes sense, right? We are at the end of this, of this plat gaming platform era. We're waiting for the new for the new game consoles to come out next this upcoming December. So we it's expected to see the slowdown in that revenue. So now let's take a look at, at that segment revenue we just took a look at and just see how much growth happened between them. So productivity and business process grew 17% compared to the same time last year. Intelligent Cloud grew 27% compared to the same time last year and more personal computing grew 2% compared to the same time last year. And here, these are all the products across all those revenues that we just took a look at. And the main ones I wanted to take a look at is Office 360 commercial, 27% increase. LinkedIn, we can see LinkedIn is becoming a very strong platform, 24% increase. Dynamic 365, a 42% increase. Server products and cloud service, a 30% increase. Azure, a 62% increase. Windows commercial and products, a 25% increase. Over half of their products have seen double digits. Actually, let's count them. They have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They have 14 products, and out of those 14 products, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 actually grew by double digits. 
the rest grew by single digits and only one grew um, actually decreased um, so 10 out of 14 grew by double digits that is ridiculous this company has very strong product growth coming in next let's take a look at this company's income statement we already talked a lot about this company's revenue so there's no point in re-mentioning that but now let's take a look at this total cost revenue so even though revenue is much higher this year compared to same time last year by about two billion dollars this company did not um the amount of total cost of revenue is actually has decreased compared to the same time last year so that's why we're seeing a better gross margins for this company we can see this the cost of revenue for products decreased by almost one billion dollars at the end of the day total cost revenue for this quarter was 12.3 billion dollars compared to 12.4 billion dollars same time last year if you guys have been watching most of my videos i always talk about that research and development and this is something i i want to see growth i don't i don't care if the company spends more money and makes less money i want them to be on top of their game and to continue to develop some form of products and this year they this quarter they spent 4.6 billion dollars on research and development compared to 4.07 billion dollars last 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 year same quarter so about a six a point six billion dollar increase or six hundred million dollar increase in research and development so that's pretty good the next thing we also see an increase in sales and marketing last year was about 4.6 this year is sitting at 4.9 for this quarter and that means that they have more they're, they're do, doing more to sell more products and we can see it's working because they have that huge revenue growth the next thing i want to take a look at is is this company's weighted average shares diluted shares this quarter is sitting at 7.6 uh 7.69 billion shares compared to the same time last year 7.76 so they they bought back about a hundred a little less than 100 million shares but we can see this company is definitely buying back shares at the moment next let's take a look at this company's balance sheet and if you guys like i said this is the favorite my favorite statement to take a look at it tells you everything you need to know about the company total cash and cash equivalents and short-term investments for this company are pretty flatline compared to the same time last year right now they're sitting at about 134 billion dollars where last time they were sitting at high 133 billion dollars so an increase of about 400 million dollars not nothing to to really brag about but it's good to see them being flat to have at least a flat line you hate you would hate to see a decrease in total cash and cash equivalents total if we take a look at total current assets though total current assets dropped down by about eight billion dollars last year was sitting at 175 billion dollars right now they're sitting at 167 billion dollars and one of the biggest downfall here where accounts receivable they had about six billion less accounts receivable this quarter compared to the same time last quarter but that to me does when i take a look at total current assets and total current liabilities accounts receivables and accounts payable are some things i don't i i really take to the i don't really take too serious because it all depends on where they made the payments and when they receive payment these people these this company might have just received their payments a little bit sooner so it shows that accounts receivable due to them is much lower so at total current assets right now is showing that decrease of about eight billion dollars but that to me is no biggie especially since most of it comes from accounts receivable at the end of the day total assets are down about four billion dollars total assets 
Last year, same quarter, we're about 286 billion. Right now, it's sitting at 282 billion. And the main reasons was that decrease in total current assets, but we did see an increase in property and equipment. Again, a $4 billion decrease in total assets for the year is not something to really worry about. If it was more, if, if it was a double digit value, I think I would definitely spend more time looking at what was happening. Next, let's take a look at this company's liability. Total current liabilities for this company are about $10 billion less this quarter compared to the same time last quarter. Last quarter was 69 billion. This quarter we're sitting at 59 billion. And the biggest change here is actually um, short term and unearned revenue. Uh, so it seems that they just have lower deferred revenue this time compared to last time. Again, this is something that just comes and goes. So it's not something to really be worried about, uh, to be really focused on. Long term debt. This is actually good. Long term debt last year was 6.6 billion dollars this year 6.63.3 billion dollars so a decrease of about three billion dollars in long-term debt this is something you definitely want to see them paying off their long-term debt at a good pace so they're pay they pay three billion dollars in this quarter alone at the end of the day total liabilities are less this quarter compared to same time last quarter same time last quarter was 184 billion dollars right now it's sitting at 172 billion dollars a decrease of 12 billion dollars but remember a huge portion of that came from total current liabilities so it's nothing to really be too proud about the only thing i really like here is that that long-term debt dropped down by about three billion dollars the final statement we're going to take a look at is the cash flow statement and here the only thing i want to take a look at is net cash flow from operations so net cash flow from operations this quarter was 10.6 billion dollars compared to 8.9 billion dollars last year so they are had their they have more positive cash flow from everyday company use which is a good thing and one thing to take a note in is this company is actually paying a lot more income tax this quarter compared to same time last quarter last year and they still have more net cash flow from operations this year this quarter they paid about 471 million dollars in taxes where last year they only paid 64 million dollars and that's where the biggest change happens here um you we can take a look even in the six in the past six months this company paid over two times as much re, um income taxes as it normally does and we can see that's uh and they're still collecting higher net cash flow from operations repayment on debt now let's take a look at the financing cash flow this quarter this company barely paid back any debt sitting at 18 million dollars paid back in debt um but one thing to note is for this past six quarters, this company paid about $2.5 billion in debt um, this year. Next, let's take a look at common stock repurchase. This company is actually buying similar levels of stock as it was same time last year. Um, so in the, past six, in the past six months of 2018, this company bought about 10 billion shares. And the six months of this year, it bought about $10 billion, 10 billion shares as well. This quarter, this company bought 5.2 billion shares. And same time last year, bought 6.4 billion, um, billion shares. So this company is buying back in shares. And it's, at the, it's, it's definitely buying it at a similar pace. So we could expect more purchases happening throughout the rest of the quarters. So that's everything I have for Microsoft today. Um, Microsoft is definitely pretty good. I mean, let's take a look at what we saw. 
we saw huge revenue growth for this company. We're, we're seeing double-digit growth. We're seeing over about 70% of all their products are seeing double-digit growth. And the other percent are seeing single high single digit growth so that's definitely good this company has a very strong future ahead of itself uh, for quarter one for quarter three of 2020 this company is also seeing about a 10 percent growth as we saw this company has a very a very very balanced um a very good balance sheet right it has enough total cash and cash equivalents to pay off all its long-term debt if it needs to right Total cash is sitting at $134 billion. Long-term debt is sitting at $63 billion. So this company can pay off its total long-term debt with all its cash if it ever needs to. It doesn't need to, but it's just a good way to see that this company is not going anywhere soon. The other thing is we've seen this company having increasing its, its research and development costs, which is also good. This company needs to make sure it's up to date with the products, is producing the best products of all time. And it's also increasing its sales and marketing team. One thing, um, next we see this company continues to have a strong buyback program and it continues to um, it continues to provide positive net cash flow from operations and increases that value and re increase its margins. So to me, Microsoft is definitely looking like a very strong company. The only thing I would say is bad is right now sitting at about a 29 PE ratio is definitely a little too high for me. I turn to prefer a tech stock of around 25 PE ratio, but 29 is not too horrible. If I didn't have a position right now, I might open up a position, a small position, but since I do have a position, I'll just continue to hold at the moment. So let me know what you guys thought of Microsoft. I also did a video on Facebook earlier today, so check that out. And yesterday I did Apple and AMD, so check those out. Make sure to subscribe, let me know what you guys think. Take care and have a good night.